I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We've worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. How to build rapport at work. By the way, if you like this topic, give me a thumbs up and remember to subscribe to my channel. I upload a new video every single week, and I don't want you to miss out on notifications each time I upload a new video. So the word rapport, when we build rapport with someone, it means that we are in a harmonious relationship with someone or a group of people in which we are in sync. We understand their feelings. We understand we can empathize with them. And we are having smoother communications and even better improved collaborations with them. And that's what it means to be in rapport with someone. If you look at the word origin of rapport, it comes from the French word rapporter, which means to bring back. And this describes the nature of rapport perfectly, because when you're in rapport with one person or a group of people, it means that, and for example, let's say you're in rapport with them, you are speaking, you're communicating, which means you are giving something forward. And then when they speak, and then it's their turn to speak, or their turn to present their ideas, and then you bring it back in. So when you're in rapport with someone, it means that there is someone who is giving out and someone who is, you bring back in as well. So that describes the situation and the nature of rapport perfectly. When you are in rapport with someone at any given moment, right, at any given moment of that communication, there is a self-expression. There is a communication. One person is always giving out while the other brings back. And there are many benefits of being in rapport, such as as I mentioned before, you can have you can be in smoother communications with them, right? You can be having better collaboration experiences. You can be reaching some mutually beneficial outcomes, depending on what you're working towards. And of course, and most and most importantly, you have very satisfying relationships. So what I'm going to be talking about in this video is I'm going to be giving you four very powerful ways to build rapport in the workplace. The first way is to demonstrate attentiveness, and there are two ways that you can do it. The first way is doing it in a nonverbal way. So this is all the things around your posture, maintaining eye contact, making sure that you have an open posture, not crossing your arms, nodding when you, when you are speaking, making eye contact, and just making sure that you have everything about you, your energy, the way you show up, shows them that they're the most important thing in the world. That the only thing that you're thinking about is what they're saying. The only thing that you, matters to them is, is them right there in this moment. So those are all the nonverbal cues. And the nonverbal cues are actually more important than the verbal ones, right? Than what you say, how you show up, how your energy around you, your, the way that you demonstrate attentiveness, that is more important than saying and telling someone that you care about them, is showing them. So that's the first way, is the, is the nonverbal cues. The second one are the verbal cues that 
ways, ways that you can demonstrate attentiveness are, are your verbal ones. And this is, and for example, one thing you can do is you can paraphrase what they're saying. Right? You can also ask clarifying questions when they have said something to you and they're sharing something with you or presenting something with you and you want to clarify a point that they made. Right? That shows them that you're attentive. And also paraphrasing, summarizing something they said, repeating back what you feel that they've heard to give them an opportunity to add on to what they just said or give them an opportunity to tell you, no, it wasn't like that. This is what I meant instead. Right? And all the while doing that, you are giving them a safe space, creating a, a, a space of safety and trust that they can open up to you. Right? Another thing under the verbal cues is that it is good to ask them questions, but in terms of asking very personal questions on family, friends, or kids, right? Although it is quite, it is, is generally that when you ask someone about their family and their friends or their or their children, they could be gushing with happiness. They can't wait to tell you, right? But that's not always the case. So I always like to err on the side of caution and look for cues that it is okay to ask them questions about their family or their kids before you do ask them questions about that. Right? Err on the side of caution because you don't want to break, it's easier to break rapport than it is and it takes more time to build it than it, is, than it does to, to break rapport. So if you do want to get, if you want, do want to build rapport by connecting with them in terms of commonalities on you know, marital status, family, kids, look and wait for them to be able to present a clue that they're okay with talking about that subject before you ask them about it. Number two is to do some recon work. And when I say recon work, I'm not talking about invading their privacy. I'm just talking about doing some research to find some commonality between you and them. Because commonalities connect. Right? If you can find something that you have in common, maybe you went to the same school, maybe your kids went to the same school, maybe they like something that's very specific and unique that you also like as well. Right? Maybe they have a common history, a common point in the past. Maybe you worked at the same company. Something that you have in common with them. Because what you're doing, what you're doing when you're looking, when you're doing this recon work and doing research, you're looking for commonalities. But the reason why is because you want to find something that gives you a clue about what they value, their core values. I'm talking about their core values. And core values are very important because core, their values are going to drive their behaviors and it's going to tell you what's important to them and it's going to tell you actually how to talk to them according to their values, which helps to solidify rapport with them. Now, I don't have time in this video to talk about values, but if you would like to learn a little bit more about values and understand how to discover values and why values are important in one's fulfillment in career and life, then I invite you to watch my YouTube video, another video that I've created on why values are important for career and life fulfillment. Number three is to direct the conversation about them. Make it about them. Let them be the star of the conversation. Let them be the star and the focus of your mere existence and why you are there. Because people love to talk about themselves. So give them an opportunity to do so. Give them an opportunity to share with you what they feel comfortable in that moment sharing with you. And sometimes it might help to cue them in by asking them questions or by going first. 
but you sharing first doesn't mean that you go and you dominate the conversation talking about yourself. It just gives you an an in when you share a little bit something a little bit more personal about yourself. Then that's where you have the grounding to ask questions. Well, what about you? Because you've gone first. Now they will reciprocate and they will build that rapport. And then when they have began to talk about themselves and let them share a win with you, celebrate if they share a win, empathize with them if they share something personal or if, if they share a struggle, allow them to direct the conversation and also allow them to direct where they want to have that conversation, right? If they want, allow them to pick the place in which they want to meet you to have that conversation to build rapport. And let's say they chose a coffee shop or a restaurant, right? What you want to do is when you are there, make sure that if you're ordering food or on a menu that you order something that is in line with what they've ordered because you don't want to be sitting there and having a caviar if they're having a salad or a simple appetizer, right? So all of these little things that you can do to make them feel special, to make them feel like they are the star and they are the, they're the reason why you are there and give them an opportunity to give yourself an opportunity and them to an opportunity to feel that this conversation is about them. Number four is to develop your appreciation. You want to be able to come at it with a mindset that everybody has admirable character traits. Everybody has something that's worthy of, of praise. So making your mission to discover theirs. Make it your mission to discover what is it about them that is worthy of praise and acknowledge it. Appreciate them. Because remember, you've already made this conversation about them. You've already opened up and shared something personal about you. You already went first and you already got clear on what your mission is, that you are building rapport with them. You want to have this harmonious relationship. So when you appreciate someone, people love to be appreciated and it will build your know, like and trust factor. And they will know that you are somebody who's there for them and not for your own personal gain. So approach it with that mindset and enjoy the benefits and also the rewards and also the meaningful contribution that you can have when you build rapport in the workplace.